What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Jay Makoba podcast. If it's your first time listening, here is your extra immersive. If it's not your first time, then here is your extra immersive. Guys, I know it's been a while since I have posted um, on the channel, on the, the podcast, mainly because straight off the Freedom Night, uh, which is the last uh, sermon I posted, went to Nairobi. We were there in Nairobi and doing some ministry on the streets uh, in Kenya. Uh, in case for some people don't know where Nairobi is, uh, then it came back and was not came back on Saturday. There was no time in Nairobi to to make any real content because it was just full on, always on the streets every day. Um, so yeah, came back, uh, got straight into a, a week where I was quite busy. Got sick, got ill, literally um, for like a week again didn't have time to to make anything but here we are with the message i believe it's going to bless you if it's your first time tuning i think did i say this here's your extra immersive if it's not your first time here's your extra immersive we are here we got a message i'm hoping um i'm trying to make it not too long i'm even speaking from a, a laptop today uh because i'm trying to make sure this thing works well today <laughs> but um thank you so much for tuning in um uh, we're going to get into the word. The word is called Sent Location. It was actually inspired by a message I heard in Nairobi, which really blessed me. It's not the same message, but it did inspire this message today. So I want to pray for you. Then we're going to get into the word. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray uh, for everyone who's listening in their cars, on the cell phones, my God, uh, all platforms that they may be listening to this. I pray may this message bless them, encourage them to keep their eyes on you to keep moving forward to where you've called them to be in the mighty name of jesus we pray and we all say amen also guys this coming weekend is a powerful weekend hey some people say easter some people say passover what's the most important thing is that jesus is being glorified and we are reflecting on the fact that jesus um, lived a perfect life he died on the cross he rose up again and because of that we have access to god uh, the wrath of god is no longer over us we are not just um, declared that we are right and we are clean but we are treated like we have committed no sin uh, under the name of jesus you know that's it's, it's, it's amazing uh, i'm not, I'm not going to get into the message uh, the gospel message right now but we're going to get into a gospel theme which is speaking about the location uh, the message is called sent location i want to pray for you then we're going to get in the word. Father, thank you so much for the. No, I did pray. What am I saying? <laughs> um, sent location. Sent location. Many of us have been in a situation where we send someone a message. We want to get to where they are. Or we are trying to show them where we are. And they will either ask us to send a location so they can navigate to where we are. Um, but also sometimes we ask for the location. Send me the location so we can get to the place where we are supposed to be. Now, for us as believers, we don't need to ever go to God and say, God, send location. God, send location. Many times we just need to recognize that we have been sent to a location. If you think about it, you didn't choose where you're going to be born. You didn't choose your race. You didn't choose your nation. You didn't choose your nationality. It was decided for you. You were sent to that place. So many times uh, a principle of the kingdom of God, often when we read in the Bible, is location. The, the Israelites go to the promised land. Jesus of Nazareth. You, you know, the, the place where people are going is often very important 
unfortunately these days when we hear many sermons and we, we, we hear tons of teachings on scripture, people don't actually tell us about the importance of where we are. You know, the Bible even tells you, pray for the city that you live in so that it will go well with you. And we hardly, sometimes a few times we pray for the cities you, you will live in, but, but the, the importance of the land that you're in. I think it's even for South Africans, even more our the weakness because we are highly unpatriotic. We look, for example, in the States and they are very much proud of their land. They are concerned. They, are, they, they want their nation to do well. Now, we have to pick up a bit more about that um, today uh, in center location. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 48. Genesis chapter 2, verse 48, it says, This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord made the heaven and the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had appeared on the earth and no plant had sprung up, for the Lord had not yet sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord formed a man then. So what we see is God creates the place. God creates the place. God creates the location first and then he brings the man into the picture. Then he brings the person into the picture. Then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord had planted a garden in the east in Eden. And there he put the man and formed him. So what we are seeing again, this is in Genesis chapter 2, where the Bible is telling us God created the earth and then he creates man. Now it's the same thing. It's a principle in scripture. It's a principle in how God does things. That often there is a location first and then he creates and sends man. He puts purpose over the man for the land that he will be in. Now, many times we think that this is a separate thing, like these things are not connected. But we must understand that what is over the man is for the place he is sent. What is over the church, what is over the believers in the church, what is over your life is for the land, the place, the location that you find yourself or that God has sent you into. So Genesis chapter 1, we're going to go earlier into the book, verse 26 to 27, 28. It says, Then the Lord said, Let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, so that they will rule over the fish, over the birds, of the, the, over the fish of the sky, the fish, over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, over the, the, the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created Mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, and he created them. He blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. What? Fill what? He says, fill the earth because the earth was already there. The location was already there. So fill the earth and subdue it. Uh, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature. Now we go into chapter 2, verse 15. It says, and the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. What do we see here? We see God will send people to a place. Yes, there is so many places you could go. There is the whole earth. There is all the creatures of the earth. There's all the opportunities. But where does God send Adam and Eve? Where does he begin the work? He sends them to a specific place. He sends them to Eden. Now, a thing that you must never forget is when God sends a man, when God sends you 
into a place, puts you in a place. He gives you certain grace, authority for the place that you find yourself in. Now, what's important here is you need to understand that the, the place is connected to the grace. The place is connected to the grace. When we think about how, who God is and how he moves, he is very intentional about what he's doing. God does not just give a grace that is just uh, generic and you can just sort of go here and here, here. No, when God gives you the grace, he understands what he wants you to do. We, we, we remember that they are callings, they are graces. Even uh, Paul writes uh, in, in the in the, the the epistles in, in the word where he speaks about how there are different gifts there are different graces that people have so when god gives you gifts grace it is not just general but it's also connected to the place where you find yourself now the thing that we need to understand is this is that the place was before you the place was before adam earth was before mankind the the location we find ourselves will outlast our generation so when a god gives grace for a place when god gives grace for the city when god gives grace for the church you must understand that that um you cannot decide that you want to use the grace somewhere else because that grace over you is for the place where you will be so so all this authority, all this power, all, all this, this, this multiplication that Adam and Eve were supposed to have was in the Garden of Eden. Not just anywhere you want, but in the Garden of Eden. Now you need to be asking yourself, as I'm saying, as I'm going forward, that you must be aware of where did God send you? Where did God put you? Where did God place you? And I want you to know, it, it wasn't complicated even with, with Adam and Eve that it was where they were placed it's where they were placed not where they wanted to go but where they were placed and a thing we must understand is the enemy wants you out of the place where god has called you i want to say this one more time to you the enemy wants you to leave to get out to be offended either to be offended in the place where god has placed you or to think somewhere else is better why do i say this because the power of the place where God has sent you, that there's great power, great um, um, there's great power, great covering over your life. When you stand in the place where God has told you to be, there is a great protection. When you stand in the place God has called you to be, there's a great anointing when you are standing right in the place where God has literally told you to be. Now, now again, so what the enemy is is going to want you to do is to get out of the place where God has told you to be. Book of uh, Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 12 to 17. It says, um, the Bible is giving a, a, a picture of what happened with Satan. It says, son of man, take, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to, say to him. Now, this prophecy was going to a king, but it was reflective of what happened to Satan. It says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It says, you were the seal of, of perfection, full of wisdom and, and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God, uh, precious, every precious stone adorned on you, carnelian, uh, crystallite, emerald, topaz, onyx, and jasper, lapis, lazuli, uh, turquoise, and beryl were on him. So, so the Bible is saying every precious jewel was on Satan. It says, 
um, your settings and mountings were made of gold on the day you were created, they were prepared. Now, this is speaking about, about the Lucifer. It says, all of these things were prepared for him the day he was created as well. Because we remember that angels are created beings. The only being that is uncreated is a God. Um, so, he, when he was created, beautiful things were prepared for him to take on himself. Verse 14 says, you were anointed as a guardian cherub, as an angel, a guardian cherub, for I ordained you. This is what the Bible says. God placed him. God placed him into a place. You must remember this. You were on a holy, on the holy mount of God. Again, there is a place, the holy mount of God. Um, you walked among fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God. What, what did God do? God drives Satan from the mount. God drives him from the place because there is power when you are where you've been told to be. There's power when you are where God has told you to be, where God has placed you, where God wants you. There's power. So even God knows the principle of being in the right location where God has sent you. So God takes him out of the place. It says, I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I expelled you the cherub, the guardian cherub from among uh, the fiery stones. Your heart became uh, proud on account of your beauty and you, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. Um, we, we are seeing what happens with God is he literally takes Satan out of the place where he told him to be because there's power there. Now, what happens with Satan? Satan didn't know what will happen when he leaves the place God told him to be. The enemy did not know what is going to happen. He thought, I'm still going to have the same grace. I'm still going to have the same opportunities. I'm still going to have, I'm still going to be the same person. But no, what happened is he lost everything. Now, this is the thing that happens with you as well. When you think you can just walk out of where God has told you to be, you think that the grace is going to follow you. No, the grace was for the place. The grace was for the greater mission. The grace was for a, a greater story that is far bigger than you. So when you leave the place where God wants you to be, your story also ends. So it's important to never be prideful about where you are finding yourself or where God has placed you because the grace over your life is is very specific to where you are. So whether it's victories, whether it's defeats, they should not shake you from the place where you are going to find yourself because what the enemy wants is he wants you out. So what does he do? He gets mankind to make the same mistake that he made. So so, so um, Genesis 3 verse 22 to 24, it says, And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hands to take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from where? So when mankind sinned against God, they get banished from the garden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden a cherub and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the tree 
of life. Now, what are we seeing here? We're seeing that mankind had lost their place. Then after the grace that was over their life to multiply, to have dominion, what do we see with Adam and Eve? They end up only having two kids. This is the same thing with you. You need to be very careful and not to be prideful to think that you can just leave where God has told you to be. Oh, if you get this, many things are going to be okay in your life. When God has placed you in a place, don't begin to get caught up in what's happening in our generation where it's just purely go there, go here. Just, just, just everything is going to be fine if you go wherever you're going to go. Sure, maybe the money can be better, but it does not mean that the purpose of why you were born fulfillment and the grace of your life is going to continue i've seen it one too many times where people move and everything just it just seems like things just plateau in terms of what god is doing through them people think they can just leave a, ch a church where god wants them to be and everything is just going to work fine everything is just going to sure the love of god the the grace of god is all going to be over you salvation will continue to be the love of god will all the, the 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 general hand of god will be over you but the specific anointing for the place that was over your life when you leave the place you leave that thing as well and what god does is he raises someone else for the place that you decided to leave can someone say amen genesis chapter 1 verse 8 it says See, I have given you this land. Again, ever since man was di displaced from where they were in the Garden of Eden, Scripture continues now to point us to a place, point us to a land, point us to a city, point us. So, so Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8 says, See, I have given you a land to go, to go take possession of it. In the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 13 it says, So I gave you land so which your land, I'll give you land that you will not toil in city that, that you did not rebuild and you will live in them and eat from the vineyards and the olive groves that you did not plant. We must remember the one thing that the location is, is connected to inheritance. When God puts you in a place, when God puts you in a city, when God puts you in a church, it's not just because you must give into the church, but there's something for you there as well. There are things you are to learn there as well. There are things you are supposed to get out of your system in that place and and there's some places where the where god has put you that it is supposed to put things on the inside there's things you're supposed to gain um through christ working his plan through your life for his purposes then through him you are to gain good things when you stay in the place where god has called you to be now the bible says when we think of Inheritance. Inheritance is something that comes from someone who has passed on, someone who dies. When we think of someone who dies, we think about Jesus. So what I'm saying is there are principles in the kingdom of God that are attached to the location where we find ourselves. And when you stick to the location, God wants you in a location because there is an inheritance for you in that location, an inheritance for your children in that location an inheritance for your legacy in that location so do not speak down on the location bless where god has called you pray for the place god has called you celebrate the place where god has called you be proud talk about it commit to the place where god has called you be loyal to the place where god has called you because that is not only about your giving to the location, giving to the church, giving to the city, giving to the nation where God's called you. But it's also a fact that God is saying that there's inheritance in the land. Stay in the land 
through whether it's a famine through whether it's a hard time but trust god that if he has sent you there if he has placed you there if he has brought you to where your feet are at right now i want you to know this that there is an inheritance for you and praise be to god for that there's an inheritance through christ through what christ will do in your life ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14 it says and you were also included in christ when you heard the message of truth the gospel of your salvation when you believed you were marked with the seal of the holy spirit the promised holy spirit which is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are god's possession to the praise of god so this inheritance is what god will be doing in and through your life in the land where he has called you but i think we must look with a thing you must be aware of is again the enemy wants you out of the place where god has sent you we see in the book of micah chapter one and two you see when the bible speaks of evil or heart of evil it is also reflective of the heart of satan when you hear a heart of evil we must know it's also reflective of the heart of satan so at times when you look in scripture and you see people behaving in evil ways we must also know that that is also the heart of the enemy you know so book of micah chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 it says woe to those who plan iniquity so even woe to the enemy who plans iniquity to those who plot evil on their beds so when they're arresting they're planning evil the, the, the bible says the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy so even though people do this the enemy is also active in these things in at a morning light they carry it out because it is they in their power to do it verse 2 they covet fields and seize them this is what the bible says the heart of the enemy and of evil people is they covet they covet locations and they want to take them you see you may look down on where god has called you to be but the enemy doesn't you may look down on the family that you're in but the enemy doesn't you may look down on the country that you are in but the enemy does it and he wants to make sure that you underestimate that you disrespect and you discredit the place where god has placed you the church the family the nation the city he wants you to look down on it so that he can take away so that he can steal from you the good inheritance of the location where god has placed you as long as you can look down on where god has placed you as long as you can forget the purpose of why you are where you are the enemy is pleased and he's happy so that he can steal away the inheritance the promise the the good that must come out of the land and the place where you find your feet never allow the enemy to steal the location where you find yourself to steal the location where god has sent you to make you disrespect disregard and to overlook the place location and opportunities that are in front of you because the enemy wants to take them away he says he wants to take away the houses the bible continues to say uh, micah 2 verse 2 it says they defraud people of their homes and they rob them of their inheritance listen to that they defraud people of their homes what the enemy wants to do in your life is the enemy wants to defraud you of your home now i'm not just talking about blood i'm not talking about just where your blood relatives live i'm talking about where god 
has called you to be. It is even your church home. It is even your friend group home. It is even your relationship, your marriage home. The enemy wants to defraud you. Now, defrauding people, it means you give people deception. The enemy wants to deceive you to say there's something better. There's someone better. There's another city. There's another thing. There's a so that you can grab onto the lie and when you grab onto the lie you find out that all those things you were chasing there's no life in them there's no peace in them there's no love in those things that you try to grab onto but when you grab onto them the enemy strikes what was real and you find yourself coming back sitting with nothing in your hands never allow the enemy to defraud you to lie to you to play games in your mind to tempt you to seduce you to leave the home where god has called you to be stay there because there is great inheritance for you in that place i hope i'm making sense today you know we, we, we we're in a a, a a time where people just feel like they can just go and do whatever they want um, but it's not true it is not true. I just want to reflect on the, on the story of Job, the story of Job really quickly. Um, what we see with, with, in the story of Job is that um, the devil comes to God and, 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 the, and he says, look, uh, God's, God says to, 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 the enemy comes, comes up into the heavens, comes to where God is. And what God says is, where have you been? What we must understand is that was a jab. That was like a punch to the enemy because the enemy was lost his home. Then the enemy says, I've been roaming back and forth on the land. I've been roaming back and forth. He's homeless. He's homeless. He had a home in heaven, but now the enemy is homeless. And do you know what the enemy wants you to do? The enemy wants you to also leave your home and begin to roam. The enemy wants you to leave home because the enemy, Lucifer, was on the mount of heaven. He was in the presence of God. But because of sin, because of his pride, he got chased out of the place that he was placed he got chased out of his position he lost that and now he's roaming without a home and what the enemy wants you to do is to be a roamer he wants you to roam because when you roam there's no power there's no stability there's no support there's no protection there's no covering when you are a roamer and the enemy wants you to begin to roam so god says where have you been he says i've been roaming back and forth what god says is he says i want to have you seen job have you seen job Job, where I've placed him, where he is succeeding, he is prosperous. Have you seen Job? What the enemy says, the enemy had seen Job. The enemy had seen Job. But what does, but, but, and then the, and the enemy says, the only reason why Job is standing is because you're protecting him. If you let bad things come to Job, he's going he's gonna to curse you. He's going to leave everything. Now, in the book of Job, we must understand that the Bible paints and and presents all the good that has been happening in Job's life directly to God. So it's basically everything, all the good that's happening in Job's life, it's God. Now, there are three voices that you need to defeat. Three voices you need to defeat to help you not leave where God's called you to be. I want to give you three voices that you need to defeat that Job had to overcome. Um, but he basically actually was almost a victim to these voices. Number one is the voice of defeat in the place where God has called you to be. We see um, in Job chapter 2 verse, verse uh, 7 to 9, it says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores 
from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. And then verse 9 it says, His wife said to him, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. Curse God and die. Are you still maintaining your integrity? Are you still trying to be a good man? Are you still trying to serve in your church? Are you still trying to be an honest person? Are you still curse God and die? You see, the voice of defeat. You see, even though you were in the place where God's called you to be, it doesn't mean you're not going to fail. Failure is going to come. I want to say this to you. You can fail and fail and fail again. You can make mistakes, make mistakes. You can be hurt. You can be offended. It does not mean that where you are standing is not where God wants you to be. That happened in the life of Job. He even began to be sick. It does not mean you must leave the place where you are. But the voice of defeat rose up through who? Through his wife. This is another thing that's going to help you to not fall to the voice of defeat in your life you must make sure the people you commit to whether it's relationships or friendships that they are people who will speak life even when death is around you people who are going to speak encouragement even when death is around you people who are going to speak upliftment even when negativity is around you you have to make sure that you the people you have committed to and that you are locked into are not people who are going to say curse god and die I'm not going to say, you know what, to leave the place, you know, quit, quit the job, quit the, the business, quit the dream, give up on the calling. No, you need to have people who are going to say, let's keep trusting God. Praise God for all that he is doing. So the voice of defeat, understand this, overcome the voice of defeat in the place, in the location God has sent you to. Do not leave because you are beginning to hear defeat. It does not mean that it's over. Number two is you must defeat the voice of negativity negative sorry defeat the voice of negative self-talk the bible says in the book of job chapter 3 verse 1 to 5 it's after this job opened his mouth and he began to curse the day of his birth he began to speak badly about himself be speak badly about his future you have to overcome watch out the words that you are saying even when you're in the place where god has called you to be it doesn't mean that depression and bad things are not going to happen but make sure you always speak words of life to yourself words of encouragement to yourself words of strength to yourself words that are going to build you up do not speak bad things to yourself you have to stop right now and the moment when it seems like you want to say i'm such a loser i'm so dumb i always fail i never get things right stop yourself and say in the name of jesus i cancel that and then begin to speak what god says about you but the next thing you need to watch out of is to make sure that you watch out for spiritualizing spiritualized opinions spiritualized opinions the bible says in the book of 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 job chapter 4 that he had a friend called elipaz who who said he had a vision now uh, job chapter 4 verse 12 to 14 he says a word secretly a word secretly was brought to me uh, my ears caught a whisper of it amid uh, disquieting dreams in the night uh, where dreams, where, uh, when deep sleep falls on people, fear and trembling seized uh, me and my bones began to shake. And then what he begins to say in, in, in Job chapter 5 verse 17 to 18, it says, Blessed is one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty for he wounds, but he also binds up. He injures, but he but his hands also heal. Now, what we must understand is in Job chapter 2, the Bible tells us that God is pleased with Job. But Job's friend 
has an opinion about what's going on and now he's spiritualizing it. I want to say this. He has an opinion, his personal opinion, but he is spiritualizing his opinion and he's saying God is disciplining you. When the Bible is saying God is not disciplining Job, God is literally promoting Job. So a thing you must make, be careful of is you should not spiritualize your opinions. How you view a thing, then you think God sees it the same way you see it. Do not do that. Because what happens is you begin to look at a bad situation and you begin to spiritualize it and say, because bad things are happening, God doesn't want me here. Because bad things are happening, God this. Because good things are happening, God this. Just because even you're having success, it doesn't mean God wants you there. Just because you're having good things and, 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 and life and, 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 and there's production, it doesn't mean that God wants you to be in that place. So do not spiritualize opinions because that can often lead to deception. Eliapaz thought he was helping his friend but he actually was not. He was actually blaspheming God because God was not doing that. Those three things, those three, those three vo vo uh, voices you need to watch out for. But Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 4 it says, if a ruler's anger rises against you, do not leave your post. Calmness can lay great offenses to rest. So the Bible says, do not leave your post. Even when you are where you're supposed to be, you've been posted in a place. Do not leave, even when things get bad. So when anger rises, when challenges or position comes your way, it does not mean leave where you're supposed to be. There's an inheritance over you. Do not leave. Do not leave it. Do not quit on your inheritance. No matter how bad, no matter how good things look, other opportunities around you, stick to the place where God has called you to be. I believe powerful things will come from your life. I want to pray for you. Then we end it ending the podcast. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I pray, my Lord, that people who are listening to this, that they will be blessed. I pray, my God, that they would begin to celebrate uh, where they are, celebrate their family, celebrate their, their situation and know that God is still God. You are still God over it all. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And I say, amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the JMO Copper podcast. Do not give up on the location that you've been sent to or the place you have been sent into. Trust God that he will bring great revival. He will bring great refreshing and your inheritance is right where you are. Thank you so much for listening. We have come to the end of this episode. Share it with your loved ones, share it with your friends and even with the haters because they also need to know that they need to stay right there because God's going to change their heart. We've come to an end. See you guys. God is love. I love you. Take care. We're out.